Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Inga Bubez. Inga is the Director of Enterprise Marketing for STAT at Ziff Davis. Inga, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. What an honor. Oh, it's, it's great to have you on. I'm really excited. So what we always like to do before we start talking about what you do at work and, and things like that is find out how you got here. So can you tell me a little bit about your uh, career journey? Gosh, my career has been quite the ride, I must say. I started in the trenches of tech marketing, moved through various startups, and even spent time with the giants like SAP. But I feel that Ziv Davis, that's a different story. They might seem like an old school publisher at first glance, but they're anything but. When they scooped up malls and stat, I knew they were serious about leading in the digital world. And joining them felt like jumping onto a moving train of innovation, which is exactly where I wanted to be. I, I mean, that sounds awesome. And you've mentioned a, f- a few businesses there. So can you just you know, maybe explain to the listeners who might not know, you know, how STAT fits in with Ziff Davis and also Moles, please. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting landscape, I must say. So STAT sits alongside Moz Pro and Moz Local as the SEO vertical of Ziff Davis MarTech arm, which happens to be called the Moz Group. Now, other brands within the Moz Group are iContact, Campaigner, SMTP, and Kickbox, which make up the email vertical. And then there is line two and e-voice, which then make up the communication vertical. And that's fascinating. I actually didn't realize there was quite so much within that Moz group in, inside Ziff Davis. I didn't know you had, for example, the email side and the voice side. So Ziff Davis obviously invested a lot in digital technology. So one of the things they've done, and I think through, through Moz, they brought stat into the business. Is that right? Absolutely. What do you see as the future for STAT? I mean, how is STAT going to develop? You know, how can Diff Davis develop the brand? But also, I think perhaps maybe there's a, an opportunity for STAT and the rest of Moz to help Ziff Davis grow and develop. Yes, and thank you for asking that question. I believe the future of STAT is bright, very bright. There is renewed interest and investment in the business, and we've got a packed roadmap this year. And that includes rolling out a brand new website, and product user interface, both of which are looming just around the corner. We're talking about just in a couple of months. So there is a strong affinity for the stat brand within the business for sure, but also in the SEO industry at large. We've got a lot of stat advocates rooting for us. So we're really excited to deliver on this next phase of stat. And with Siv Davis being such a big umbrella, we have the unique opportunity now to connect directly with a much larger, diverse group of sister brands to test new product ideas and get insights into cross-industry use cases. And of course, there's also the upside of continued investment in our platforms and in our people. So you sound really positive. I, I mean, I think maybe one of the things I might need to do for some of the listeners is take a step back. I suspect most listeners are familiar with Moz, which is one of the the best-known sort of you know self-serve SEO tools available. But Can you explain what STAT does and how it helps people with their SEO? Absolutely. The short answer of what STAT does is STAT is a SERP tracking and analytics platform 
built for large-scale SEO needs? And the long answer is that it helps clarify where Stat sits in the SEO tool market. It involves expanding on a couple of points. So first of all, that could mean that you work for a really big website, one that has thousands or even millions of pages that you're responsible for. You know, think the retail and e-commerce, finance, travel and hospitality, or media and entertainment spaces. Or it could also mean that you work for an agency and maybe you're not a big agency and maybe each client website isn't massive. But when you add all of them up, you add up everything that you're actively working on, it turns out that you've got a lot of SEO in your hands. Basically, a typical stat client ends up tracking thousands of keywords, whether that's for one website or across many websites that you're managing. Second, we tend to favor saying that we do SERP tracking instead of just rank tracking because our data is more than just here's your tracking or ranking position and ranking URL. The SERP itself is more than just ranks. It is essentially a treasure trove of consumer research. We all know that Google puts a ton of money and effort into understanding what searchers want and delivering on that. And competitive intel as well. So we parse, analyze, and deliver what's on the entire 100 results SERP. So you're also going to get SERP features, competitor insights, visibility, metrics, and more. So in many ways, the large scale of stat also applies to the sheer amount of data that we collect and the fact that we collect it daily. So by serving up these precision SERP insights every single day, we're helping SEO professionals understand their unique search landscape and how they're positioned in it, and also helping them and find new search opportunities and strategies, which in turn, of course, helps them drive more visibility, traffic, and revenue, and ultimately helps them prove the value of their SEO. Now, SEO is both very cross-functional and also not always the most understood function within an organization, even by the team that it sits on. So one of the biggest things we hear from SEO professionals is that they often spend a lot of time educating the organization on the value of what they bring to the table, which is a big frustration. So having this kind of data always allows them to show the impact of their work. Additionally, compared to a discipline like PPC, SEO has huge returns and potential, but it lacks concrete data to prove it. So STAT aims to bridge that gap by giving SEO professionals the scale of data they need to explain the value and context of their work. So I hope I've kind of painted the picture that you are asking there. I, I think that's a, that's a great explanation. I mean, it sounds very much that what you've got within the SIF Davis organization is you've got the Moz tools, which a lot of people know, very much self-service, but they're going to be looking at maybe tens of keywords. And what you've got with stat is something that perhaps is designed for SEO pros, people really deep into SEO. So I'm really interested to learn a bit more about that and, and perhaps learn a bit more about, you know, pricing and how people justify the cost of what must be a much more expensive tool. You are absolutely right, Mike. So STAT is designed for large-scale SEO activities. It is designed more for a what than a who. We do mostly attract users that have SEO somewhere in their title. So that would be an SEO manager or SEO lead, SEO director, SEO analyst, SEO technical or technical SEO experts, and so on, versus a general marketer 
but you certainly don't need to consider yourself a pro or an expert or an advanced SEO professional to use STAT. So what that means is if you're working with the kind of scale that STAT is best suited for, we're definitely an affordable option. Our competitive per keyword pricing, for example, is designed to scale with you without breaking your bank as you go. Plus, our billing is extremely flexible. If you only need a few days worth of data, for example, whether for a pitch or a short-term campaign, you can jump into STAT and toggle tracking on or off for any number of keywords, and your billing will follow suit. So essentially, you're only being billed for the days that you track. That's great. It sounds like you're, you're really focusing on delivering value, which I think is brilliant. I mean, one of the things I wonder is that, you know, obviously STAT is incredibly powerful, but SEO is important to a huge range of people who are often non-SEO experts. I mean, lots of marketing people want to know the impact of what they're doing on SEO. So how would a non-SEO expert learn to use STAT to improve their rankings and improve what they're running as campaigns? A great question. We've got a learning team that's dedicated to creating training materials, coursework, and documentation to help get clients up to speed with STAT quickly, and a top-notch client success team who is available for training and strategy sessions. So we just want to ensure that our clients are staying up to date with features and functionality and also feel equipped to handle whatever new thing Google might throw their way. Now, on the marketing side, we also spent a lot of time on mid-funnel content. So product use cases and client case studies, for example, as it's a valuable learning material for our clients as well. It gets a second life outside of helping leads along the funnel, if I may say so. And of course, you don't have to be an expert in SEO to use STAT. And chances are, you aren't just starting out in SEO if you are using STAT. But if you find yourself in that place, one of the perks of being part of Moz is that it is the place to learn SEO. So we've also got a ton of resources at our disposal for you to utilize. That's great. And certainly, you know, I, I mean, we're very familiar with a lot of the Moz training at the basic level. That, that's awesome. But you mentioned some of the customer case studies and, and looking at how STAT benefits customers. I, I'm really interested if you've got some examples of how customers could increase their search performance by using STAT? A lot of times clients think that they're competing with a handful of known business competitors. But from an organic search standpoint, there are almost always plenty that they aren't aware of. STAT surfaces those true search competitors and how much serve visibility everyone owns. You've now saved yourself a ton of wasted effort and are in a position to be super targeted with your strategy. You know who your competitors are and what type of content you need to beat. And now you can chart your progress in visibility that you gain from it is, is invaluable. Since the SERPs are more than just 10 blue organic links, understanding the different types of SERP features that appear in your search space is definitely key. Not only do they present a golden opportunity to own a larger piece of SERP real estate, crucially, they're Google telling you the type of content that it knows searchers want to see. Now, STAT will show you exactly which SERP features are showing up for your whole keyword site, specific keyword segments, and even for individual keywords. So that way you can understand the content formats that are worth pursuing. 
there's no sense in showing up to a cert full of video results with a blog post, for example. Oh, I, I love that. It's a great point. And I think something often overlooked uh, in SEO. And actually, let's stay on that topic. I, I'm interested. Are there other things that you see at Stat where marketers are getting it wrong? They're trying to optimize websites for search engines and they're not really doing the right thing. Oh, I love this question. Okay, I'll outline a couple of things that I've seen. Some common missteps are focusing on the quantity of articles versus quality. Something that has really popped back up with the explosive rise of generative AI. This is quite common. The second point would be using dated SEO best practices like keyword stuffing. That's the second example there that I see quite common. And the third would be ignoring internal links and relying on external links instead, which are far harder to get and don't always have as big of an impact as you may hope. And lastly, what I'm also seeing is getting hung up on two to three big head term keywords that might be at most one to 2% of the total traffic picture. They're often highly competitive and therefore difficult to be successful with. So you end up sinking a lot of time, effort, and money into them. And similar to external links, the payoff may not exactly be worth it in the end. That's a great point. And I think, you know, a lot of people do get hung up on those big keywords. So, so I love that tip there. You mentioned AI. I mean, we're going to have to talk about AI. And I think, you know, some of us are wondering is with generative AI being used more and particularly becoming more of the interface of the search engine, is SEO going to be less important? I mean, how's Stack going to help marketers? once generative AI starts driving those results? Oh, you know, this is a really, really good question. I love questions around AI. There's been a lot of apprehension around it, um, not just in SEO, but really in every walks of our life. So let me focus on the SEO side. We definitely don't think SEO is going to be less important. And for a few key reasons. Number one, we don't think generative AI interfaces will replace search engines. It's simply not an efficient solution to many of the problems that search engines currently solve, like quick answers to simple problems, navigating to a website, or seeing a range of content on a topic. Secondly, we don't think that AI-written articles will replace content in search results. Users absolutely do not want this, and Google seems committed to engaging in an arms race to detect and deter this behavior. Uh, the kind of content that AI writes well and that users don't mind being AI written is the kind of content that Google will likely answer in featured snippets or similar features. And number three, we don't think search generative experience or similar AI written SERP features will replace organic results. Fundamentally, Google's business model is sending traffic to websites. And they don't want to do anything to disrupt that revenue stream. And again, there are just many cases where generative AI is not always an accurate answer or ultimately what users are looking for. Things SGE experiment, unlike Google, was widely rolled out. And gradually over time, they've shown it on fewer and fewer queries and lower and lower down the SERP. So unless SGE pivots drastically, that gives us a decent picture on what to expect for, for the time being in this realm. And as for how STAT will help marketers in the age of generative AI, the SERP landscape changes, so does SEO, and so do we. Just as with knowledge graphs and featured snippets before, 
when or possibly if Google decides to formally roll out SGE, we'll be one of the first to parse them and help our users understand them at scale. That's really interesting. I mean, it sounds like for all the hype around AI, it's perhaps going to have less of an impact than, than some people are predicting. But what I'm interested is how can AI help and particularly help people who are looking to improve their search engine optimization? I, I mean, you know, particularly, are you planning to use AI within the stat tool? Well, absolutely. And absolutely, we think AI can and does help with SEO. Like any other discipline, and especially technical disciplines, AI can help to parse and interpret large quantities of data, provide example code, or spot anomalies. Many SEOs have used machine learning, natural language processing, and even generative AI, such as GPT, in this way for several years now. Some AI SEO use cases, for example, would be reducing titles, meta descriptions, and alt tags at scale, grouping keywords and topics, and creating schema-structured data markup for technical SEO needs. In all cases, though, human oversight is always a must. Now, we actually already employ AI in STAT. Domain authority has been a machine learning metric since 2019. And our keyword suggestion tool uses NLP algorithms, among others, to provide good query matches. And for sure, we'll continue to augment and process the data we show to users in this way. Although we have no such plan when it comes to our ranking data that has to come straight from the horse's mouth, which is Google, and you know it can't be modeled or estimated. Well, it's good to hear that AI is having a, a positive impact and... Um... You know, it's being used. And I, I certainly was surprised that domain authority is an AI metric. So that's something I've learned. Thank you. There's other things happening as well in SEO. So how else do you think SEO is going to change in the future? Well, we've been in the SEO industry for a long time now. And honestly, as much as things change and have changed, they also stay relatively the same, at least in principles. There will always be the scheme of the day to game Google and get quick but short-lived results before they put an end to it. Today, it's AI content. Tomorrow, it'll be something else. Who knows? The long-running trend, though, is that if your SEO strategy relies on formulaic or thin content, the type you can imagine being replaced with a SERP feature, for example, then it's going to get harder and harder for you over time. The bar of what constitutes valuable or helpful content is going to keep getting higher and higher. We expect Google to get even better at understanding nuances and relevance in queries and content. So there'll be less opportunity to rank with questionable or relevant content, even if you've got otherwise good SEO. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's great advice as well around quality of content. I feel I need to ask you a question, which perhaps is a little bit cheeky. I think like most people, you know, who saw Moz in the early days, Moz has always generated you know, great content. And one part of that was certainly Rand. And I think he was, he was seen as, you know, being somewhat synonymous with Moz. And obviously he left and maybe wasn't, you know, exactly super happy with what happened. Do you think he'll return? What, what, what's the future? Or, or are you looking towards a new future? Gosh, I feel like texting Rand right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> getting aside. I can't speak for Rand on returning to Moz, but I can say that we continue to value and strive for what's been at the core of Rand's vision since day one of Moth. 
And that is a community that shares freely its ideas and best practices, thought leaders who champion the evolution of our craft and innovative tools that underpin the practice of SEO. Hope that answers your question. Uh, do you know what? I think that's really positive. I think that there was yeah. a very strong vision. And I think Moz's is one of those companies that's managed to continue a vision irrespective of who's actually driving it. So yeah, I mean, love that answer. Thank you. And, and, and very positive. I really appreciate, you know, you talking about stats and about uh, Moz. I wonder if I can ask you some more general questions. We love to understand, you know, what our guests are doing in terms of their own marketing as well. So how do you promote stat? What, what's most effective for you? We use all the standard channels, but I've always found a lot of success by attending SEO conferences and events. The SEO industry, I find, is a very tight-knit community where strong relationships and word of mouth go a long way. So it's less about us showing up to an event and walking away with a ton of ready-to-convert MQLs and more about making great personal connections while we're there and then developing and maintaining those relationships over time. You start to see the same faces at the same events. Now, some of our best leads actually come from current, but also former clients who introduce us to their network at events, which is always an honor and speaks to our general approach of just showing up as a good partner in business. And it's really important to us that we develop a good rapport with our clients, build trust, and forge a productive relationship that's going to set them up to do the most ambitious and successful SEO in their careers. That's awesome. You, you've beautifully said that you help people be successful and that's your best marketing tool. And I, I, I love that. Their success is our success. You know, this is something that we <laughs> want to hone in on every day in what we do. That's brilliant. We've also got a couple of standing questions we always like to um, ask people. So What's the best piece of marketing advice you've ever been given? Oh, gosh, I have had so many advice, constructive feedback and support given to me over the years, even including where I stand right now. But you know what? The best advice I ever got is to talk to people, be curious and want to find out. Talk to people and not the demographics. You know, it's easy to get lost in the data and forget that there are real people in the other end. The little nugget reminded me, like this little nugget reminded me to keep things real, make that emotional connection. It's been my North Star guiding principle ever since. It guides how I craft my campaigns, foster work relationships, and lead teams. What I do is I strive to treat people as people first so that we can move in the right direction together as a strong unit. And this speaks to everything that we try to do as a team, as an organization, and in the product that we try to create. I love that. I, I mean, our next question is, what would you tell a young person who was thinking of marketing as a career, maybe an SEO? Now, you've been super enthusiastic, Inga, so I think you're going to be quite positive on this one. Don't go in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's just me being um, facetious. To the newbies thinking about marketing, gosh, Dive in headfirst and stay curious. You might get a bit bloody, you know, at, at times it might be a little bit rough, but it's worth it. This field is a wild mix of tech and human psychology for sure. And sure, it's changing at lightning speed and some of us may get nervous about that. But that to me is the thrill of it. Keep your eyes peeled for the next big thing. But don't forget that it's all about connecting with people still on a human level. 
we're all humans, whether we're talking to the different personas like CEOs, CFOs, you know, SEOs, all over the world, we're all still humans. So your ambitions, your passions, your empathy, and your honesty, that's your key to success. And that's been my secret sauce. That's great advice. Inga, this has been a really fascinating conversation. I feel, you know, SEO is such a, a complex and deep subject. Is there anything else you feel that maybe we should have covered that we skipped over? Well, since we are in the tech world, it's always about evolution and the next big thing, as I, as I mentioned. So speaking of evolution, SEO and analytics have come a long way, right? It's not just about keywords and backlinks anymore. AI stepping in, as we've touched upon earlier, changing how we understand and interact with data. It's like having a microscope that shows us not just the what, but the why behind user behaviors. This technology is making our strategies smarter, more personalized. We're not just reaching out, we're engaging and understanding what makes our audience tick. And that's the future of marketing, the insightful, data-driven, yet deeply human. That's what I stand by. That's such a positive view of things. So, so thank you so much, Inga. I'm sure people listening to this would want to find out more. So how could they uh, contact you if they'd like more information? Oh my gosh, that is music to my ears. Well, if anyone wants to get into the nitty gritty of this stuff or just swap stories, I am all ears. Shoot me an email or let's connect on LinkedIn. I'm always up for a good chat about the next big thing in marketing. Inga, I really appreciate all your time. You've been very generous with your knowledge. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.